Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today, I want to chat about the psychology of eating. So pretty much, I want to explore with you the underlying psychological factors that actually contribute to binge eating and having an unhealthy relationship with food. Now, obviously, there's going to be so many of them, but I really want to touch on a few of the key ones that I think are going to be most beneficial to so many of you who are currently struggling with either binge eating or having an unhealthy relationship with food. So I firstly want to talk about the role of emotions and the role of emotions and eating, I should say, because one of the biggest things is, is a lot of us get into this habit and I've personally been there myself. And this is something that I've seen time and time again with so many of my clients is when they experience this emotion or even if we use myself like previously before i transformed my relationship with food and myself when i would feel an emotion i would almost think that then that is the cue or the permission almost to then actually use food as an outlet and it's like oh i feel this emotion i have to act on it and it's really important that we learn to separate our emotions to actually doing a behavior and an action because especially emotions such as like stress, anxiety and boredom, they can all trigger binge eating. And if you've been around for a while and you've listened to a couple of my other episodes, I actually grew up with GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder. And while I've spoken about briefly, whilst I don't let it actually like define me, there are definitely days and there still are days where I feel incredibly anxious and all up in my feelings. Now, I never, I cannot even tell you the last time that I actually turned to food to regulate those emotions and those feelings. But previously, I would almost allow that to be an excuse for me and be like, well, I'm really anxious. I need that. I deserve that. This is my outlet type of thing. And it feels totally good in the moment while you're doing it and the food's delicious, but it's not a good way of coping with these mechanisms. And I mean, sorry, not a good coping mechanism for these emotions. And it's pretty much, it's like a band-aid approach to it, right? It's like, oh, I feel this, let me eat that. But then the emotions and the feelings that you then get after turning to food and using food as that coping mechanism is guilt, it's shame, it's frustration, it's anger. You lose so much self-confidence in yourself and it just has this spiraling effect. And when we turn to food because we feel this particular emotion, anxiety, stress, boredom, sadness, anger, whatever it is, it can become a pattern that is then really, really difficult to break. And it's also quite often that we may use the food as a distraction from unpleasant emotions or a way of comforting ourselves when we feel down. So it's like, I feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. Going and eating ice cream and then cookies and then chocolate and then chips. It's just a way of distracting so that you actually don't sit there and feel these emotions that you're feeling. And I get it. Like I really, really do. I've had to sit through some really fucking tough emotions and actually learn how to process them and release them in a completely different way. Like full disclaimer, there's even been a time where I've literally had to scream into a pillow to just get that energy out. Because at the end of the day, like uh, emotions are energy. 
and we can learn how to regulate that energy and to remove it, release it, let it go so we aren't bottling up and we have control over doing that. And we never have control over when the emotions arise, but what we do have control over is how we actually then internalize and let those emotions spiral and the behaviors that we take on it. So you kind of have like two choices. Do you let the emotions start to cripple you? And do you then use outlets like food? Um, or do you take back that control? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to release this emotion and I'm, I'm going to actually turn around the day or the moment or all of that stuff. And I know easier said than done, but when you actually show up and you continue to practice this time and time again, and you find coping mechanisms that are actually going to work for you individually, it, transforms the way that you express yourself and emotions and like to put this into an example right if you are having a really really shitty day and you're frustrated you're angry you're irritated and somebody comes in and then it says something let's say it's like your your boyfriend or your partner or like your sibling sister <laughs> and they come in and they say something that really really gets on your nerve in that moment you already had all these emotions you can either lash out at them even though it's not their fault that you were feeling that way or you can act in a completely different way and they actually don't deserve to experience you lashing out and to say rude things and rude comments all of that like they don't deserve that you had a choice how you actually act from the emotions that you were feeling the behavior that you took right this is the same when it comes to food just because you are feeling that emotion doesn't then actually give you permission to go and overeat on the food because whilst it seems like a good idea in the moment the long term is it's actually going to make you feel so much worse so really actually starting to work out ways that you can regulate your emotions is going to be so incredibly beneficial for you and everybody's so different so for some people it could be pen to paper and actually just like word vomiting onto the paper so that you can look at it and see it from a completely different perspective for other people it might be getting out of nature taking your shoes off feeling the ground feeling the sand going for an ocean swim calling a friend or family member and talking to them um dancing like literally just putting on your favorite music and dancing around the room voice memoing yourself video recording and like actually talking it out rather than sitting there trying to internalize it and let it spiral inside your body really important to find a coping mechanism that allows you to release it out of it so that's when it uh, comes to emotions another major factor that can contribute to binge eating is actually restrictive dieting i know i've said this so many times and i probably sound like a broken record but I even find with, and I went through this period as well, and, and it's coming up with a few of my clients at the moment that when they start to transform their relationship with food and they start to eat more and they start to remove all of these restrictions from food, there's always this little voice at the back of their mind saying, but maybe you should restrict. Maybe you should just go back to X, Y, and Z because it's comfortable. It's what they know. It's what they've known for so many years that now they're going into this uncomfortable period of, oh, this is different. This feels different. But the ones then, and all of them, so if I have pushed through and I pushed through as well, when you get to that other side, you're like, holy shit, like this is how good it actually gets to be. I don't think about food all day. I actually show up for my body. I respect it. I'm my best friend. I have self-confidence. I can eat any food that I want and there's no guilt, shame, frustration, anything like that. I can't tell you the last time that I binge ate, like, or even overate for that matter, really. Like, indulge, 100%. Like, I'm only human, but, like, overate, no. And it's because I've taken back control. I know how to regulate my emotions, but I also don't ever restrict myself from anything. Like, not from a food group, not from a single food, not from a portion, 
I honor what I want when I want it because there's a reason why I want it. Whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, it doesn't matter. There's a reason why I need to shop and I need to actually honor that. And that's really, really important. And it's so, so, so incredibly yes, important for you to understand that when you restrict yourself from certain foods or food groups, you will experience intense cravings and feelings of deprivation. Your body is so much smarter than you ever give it credit for and you actually can't outsmart your body. When you are depriving yourself from food and food is literally energy and your body needs energy to survive, like you wouldn't stop breathing air because you would die, right? But you will stop eating a certain amount of food. But your body actually needs food to survive. So when you take away its number one fuel source, your body goes into this survival mode because the body is designed to protect you and keep you alive. That's literally what it does. In this survival mode, it starts to work out, okay, there I'm not getting enough food. She's not feeding me enough. What do I need to do to try to get her to actually put more food into my body because I'm hungry, I'm being deprived. So it will make you think about food 24 seven. It will make you extra hungry or it will make you have really, really intense cravings for foods that may be like high in sugar, high in carb, all of those kind of things, because it knows that those foods are instant energy and that's exactly what it needs to actually be able to survive and show up at its best and working at its most optimal level. And that's the survival mode that your body is actually going into. So until you've actually stopped restricting yourself and stopped depriving yourself, these intense cravings that you're having, these intense, you know, hunger signs, these intense thoughts about food or dreams about food or anything like that are not going to go away because your body is literally acting out of survival. And that is so, so, so crucial for you to know and understand that your body currently is just trying to live, trying to survive day to day. One of the biggest things, and, and I had this conversation the other day with someone who's talking about, if you hop in your car in the morning and your tank is empty, you go to the petrol station, you fill it up. You don't sit there and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna drive my car. I expect my car to get from A to B, even though the tank is empty and the fuel light is on. You don't. Yet you underfuel yourself day in, day out, but you wake up every morning and think and expect your body to show up for you at its highest level that it can. You expect it to continue to function optimally to have energy, to not think about food, to do all of these activities. It doesn't work like that. And you're almost showing your car more respect than you're actually showing your body, which is so incredibly backwards. And this is where it's important that you have to remove that restriction. You have to start showing up. You have to start eating adequately. You have to stop labeling foods as good and bad, having this all or nothing mentality. You actually have to transform your relationship with food, how you view food and how you view yourself and actually respect yourself to fuel it adequately and give it enough food. The other one that I really want to talk about is your environment. This can have so much influence on your eating behaviors. So for like one example, obviously when we're in social situations, you may eat a little bit more food, which is, you know, fine. And like we socialize over food as part of our culture, which is amazing. But another thing is that if you go home to an environment that you don't feel you can fully relax in, that you don't feel you can do forms of self-care, that doesn't top your cup back up, that you feel stress in it, it causes all of these emotions. Of course, in that environment, you're going to look for an outlet. And that outlet is typically going to be food because it's easy, it's accessible, it's convenient, it's comfortable. So if I use myself in this example as well, so my, I get binge eating and unhealthy relationship with food was at 
the worst that it has ever been when I was still in Melbourne. I didn't really feel like I had a place where I actually belonged. Like I was so different to so many people that I was hanging out with. I had different goals for life. I had different visions. I had different ideas of how I wanted to spend my days and my nights and my weekends. And I felt really, really lost in all of that. I was still living at home and I really needed my own space. Um, my, I'd been with my boyfriend for five years, four or five years. And, you know, we were going back and forth between each other's houses and it was just, it was a lot. And I wasn't thriving in my environment. I wasn't enjoying the, the job that I was in. I wanted to really focus on my business and grow that. And so for me, the easiest outlet was food because it was always there for me. It was always convenient and it was always accessible. I know that sounds so strange. It was always there for me, but it was like the cupboards, the fridge it was there. And I liked the taste and it was enjoyable while I was doing it. And I knew my exact triggers when I was tired, when I had a really stressful day, when I was really overwhelmed, when nobody was around, all of those kind of things, right? But it wasn't helping my case at all. It was only making things worse. And so it literally got to a point where I was like, things actually have to change. Like I'm making all of these other implements in my life, like changing and implementing different things in my life already. But my environment is the one that is just so huge because it doesn't matter if I'm out. It doesn't matter if I'm home. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, at work. I just never had an environment where I actually felt I could be the truest version of myself. I never felt like I could be so vulnerable and so open and, and fully relaxed anywhere. Like it, I just didn't have that that environment and I wanted to create something totally different for myself I wanted to be surrounded by different people I wanted to have an entirely different outlook on you know the possibilities that I have in life and so that's when I literally like packed up and, and moved into state sounds very like uh dramatic but that's me I am very dramatic best thing I ever fucking did like I would do it a thousand times over hardest thing one of the hardest things I've ever done but I would do it one thousand times over to be exactly where I am today like changing that environment has changed so much for me and I'm about to change I love my environment so much and I would keep it this way but I am um changing my environment again halfway through this year because I'm ready for something else. Not that I, I will come back to where I am at the moment in Australia, in Queensland, 110%, but on to the next thing. But this is where it's so important that you continue to push yourself outside your comfort zone to continue to grow and continue to level up because whilst you can't do everything in life, you definitely can do the things that you actually want to do. And if that's healing a relationship with food and stopping the binge eating, you get to do that and you get to take control over that. So I really want you to take a step back and look at your environment. You know, who are the people that you're actually surrounding yourself with? Because guess what? You become a product of the five closest people to you. So if those five closest people to you are constantly drinking on the weekends, clubbing, Sundays are hungover, that's what you're going to start doing. If your five closest people to you are doing drugs, that's what you're going to do. If your five closest people to you are just, you know, living day by day don't want to get out of that like you're going to end up swept up in that as well if the five closest people to you are running businesses moving around i don't know like whatever it is so i actually want you to look at okay well what who are you surrounding yourself with and does it actually align with you because if it does great like amazing if it doesn't it's time to reassess that what is your home environment like do you feel stressed can you relax is it comfortable is it clean is it messy what is your work environment like? What do you actually do for forms of self-care? Can you spend time with yourself and do you enjoy it? Like how are you actually treating yourself as well? Because your body is a home in, in itself. And 
you have to learn to become your best friend because you aren't, can't ever escape your mind and your body. And somebody once said to me that they can't be bothered doing self-development because they can't be bothered bringing up all the shit and working through it. And I was like, that means that you're literally going to go your entire life without ever knowing the truest version of yourself and with ever actually being your best friend. And I can tell you right now, because I've been on both sides, life is so much easier and it's so much fucking better when you're actually friends with yourself and you enjoy spending time with yourself and you talk really kindly and positively to yourself. So I know which path I'd want to take, but everyone's obviously totally different as well. So it's really important that when you are also starting to, I guess, take back control over these, that you actually become really mindful and really aware. Like, do you have specific emotions that trigger the binging? Are there days that you recognize that, oh, you've accidentally skipped snacks or you told yourself you can't have breakfast and those are the days that you binge? Like, where is that restriction coming in? Where are these emotions coming in? Where is your environment coming in? And the more that you can become self-aware of that, the more that you can actually put the right tools and resources in place. And I've done an episode on the different tools, like a few of the tools and resources, like mindfully eating, learning to regulate your emotions, all of that in a couple of other episodes as well, listening to your hunger and fullness cues, paying attention, making sure that the food is mentally and physically satisfactory. Like there's so many different ways that you can actually start to put the stepping stones in place. And know that this journey, it's not like, oh, I've decided to start this journey. I should wake up tomorrow completely healed. It doesn't work like that. It's consistent, consistent showing up for yourself time and time and time again. You have to put the reps in. You are literally unlearning habits, unlearning behaviors that are like deep wide into you and relearning a completely new way of viewing food and a completely new way of viewing yourself as well. But if you can actually work through all of this, it, transforms yeah your relationship with food and yourself but also so many other areas of your life your careers your friendships your relationships everything like that so a relationship with food like it is it is so complex and it is influenced by a range of psychological factors but when you actually become more mindful of your eating habits and addressing your emotional eat, eat issues or triggers or anything like that you can then develop a healthier and much more positive relationship with food. So if you have any questions about this or you found this really helpful, then let me know. I would love to connect with you. Head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's. I'll also put the link in the show notes. Shoot me through a DM of what you key takeaways from this episode. If you know somebody else who is currently struggling with their and a poor relationship with food or binge eating send them this episode and see if they can start to recognize is it one of these things is it all three of them um and start to unpack it as well don't forget to leave a review or subscribe to my podcast channel I mean the absolute word to me but i hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night wherever you are and i will chat to you in the next episode very soon